We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. From the Clark Ford Studio in Oxford, Mississippi, MBW Digital proudly presents the Oxford Exxon Podcast. I'd say thanks for tuning in, but why am I going to give you a round of applause for something you're supposed to do, to be frank? And now, here are your hosts, Chase Parm. And broadcast school has really paid off. And Neil McCready. I deserve to be on TV. Oxford Exxon podcast from SEC Media Days in Nashville. On this SEC Extra, John Sokoloff of WCBI joins. We talk about Mississippi State, Ole Miss, John's uh, experience last year with covering the Auburn Lane Kiffin flirtation, and so much more. I think it's a podcast that you will enjoy. We'll get to it in a minute. First, I want to tell you my coverage from Nashville this week is brought to you by Hillco Insurance. Do you hate losing games? Do you hate losing players? Do you hate paying for your insurance? If you said yes to those questions, Davey Ferris can help. Davey is partnered with the Grove Collective and will be donating 20% of all commissions and 10% of all renewals on both personal and commercial insurance policies. Davey and Hillco Insurance are sponsoring rebelgrove.com's and MPW Digital's coverage of SEC Media Days. From the Grand Hyatt in downtown Nashville, Davey can service customers in all 50 states and he's dedicated to making sure Ole Miss Athletics succeeds in this era of college sports. So contact Davey Ferris at 214-715-7247 or via email at dferris, that's D-F-A-R-R-I-S at hillcoinsurance.com. Now here's John Sokoloff of WCBI live from Nashville. John Sokoloff, WCBI in Columbus, uh, kind enough to spend some time with us here in Nashville. Mississippi State's day today, John, so we'll talk about the Bulldogs in a minute. But first, welcome into the show. Thanks for spending some time. Dude, Neil, you're a great guy, man. I appreciate you having me. Anytime. Okay, now people are already on guard because you said, I'm a great guy. They're like, all right, I don't know. You'll just, you'll just slip me the $20 later. We'll be good. We'll be good. <laughs> all right, let's, let's, we'll start with this because I know you get asked about it a lot. Um, you you had a story the Monday of Egg Bowl week, the two days after the Arkansas game last season, about Lane Kiffin and Auburn. Lane got kind of visceral in his response to it. Uh, what was that week like for you? I mean, I've been there where you report that something's going to happen and then things sort of change over the course of a week. And, and then you're, you're kind of the subject of attacks and that kind of thing. What was that like for you as a still fairly young reporter? Yeah, man. Well, uh, it, it made me learn to turn off the uh, the Twitter DMs for sure. Not not make those open for a little while. No, I mean, I mean, look, it, it was a whirlwind. It was a learning experience, but uh, it made things easier. And it wasn't as bad when you had your bosses and 
a lot of people very close to all these situations telling me to stick to my guns and, and all of that good stuff. So that made it more comforting. But then, you know, adjusting to the fly as, as situations change. I mean, that's that was something else that, you know, dealing with that was probably even more hectic than people, you know, calling you whatever names. Because people are just calling you names and they don't know what they're talking about. So, like, it's hard to get offended also. I mean playing sports growing up I was called every name in the book like I'm not going to get offended by some some weak words you know so I mean but it, it was a little hectic but uh, a learning experience I mean I'm not perfect there are a couple things I probably would have done differently you know but uh, ultimately you know like I, I stand by you know what I said and, and you know I've even, you know, uh, and, and yeah I mean it, it wasn't wasn't too hard but uh, but the day after and everything else I just stayed off Twitter for a couple days and you know it was fine things move on Lane Kiffin kept bringing it up at different times afterwards. Have, have you and he ironed that out, or what's that? I mean, look, I've covered people who got given upset with me, and I've covered people who stayed upset with me, Houston, that, for uh, for years at a time. But is, what's that relationship like now? I, I think the relationship is still fine. I've spoken to him about it. I mean, I, I can't get into like the full details with all that, but I've spoken to him. I think it's fine, and the relationship with Ole Miss and all that is. Um, is still fine. I think, you know, we'll move on and, and hey, you know, whatever else happens, I'm, I'm sure I'll be uh, I'm sure I'll be well equipped to deal with it. You know, we're, we're working in sports. It's not life or death over here. So uh, I'm sure it'll be all good. All right, let's talk about Mississippi State. I know you uh, earlier today, they're about to go in the main room as we record this. They're going in the main room in a little while, but you've already talked to Zach Arnett and, and Mississippi State. How, how are, what's the mood around that program Especially, you know, the, the way it ended last season, they won the Egg Bowl, then uh, Mike Price passed away. Mike Leach passed away, I'm sorry. Forgive me. And, and um, you know, they, it's kind of a somber end of the year, obviously. Now Zach Garnett's there, Will Rogers back for another season. What's just kind of the mood around that program, best you can tell? Well, you know, there's so much change. And in college football, in such a volatile world that it is, that I at least think it is, I know that you know it is as well. I mean, you know, it's so hard. And, you know, when you have a 36-year-old head coach who's defensive coordinator there for three years, you have a, you know, a offensive coordinator that's coming from Appalachian State. I mean, it's, it's logical for people to have questions, especially when you play in such a competitive conference. But, I mean, I... Inside the program internally, you know, you get the coach speak BS of people saying, oh, like, we're so bought in, whatever. But basically what I've heard from behind the scenes as well is they actually are. And Will Rogers will be playing in obviously a little bit of a different offense. He'll be going under center even more than he ever has. I don't think I've ever seen him take a snap under center at State. But he's very confident that, that he can kind of take a step forward. And he knows the notion of saying, are you a system quarterback? And I've spoken with him about it. He just basically says you can either play football or you can't. And I can growing up with the coach's family and all that good stuff. So the buzz with him is good coming back for year four, that familiarity with things. Their defense, I mean, between Jet Johnson, Jaden Cromedy back, who's healthy as well, a couple of good guys from the portal and the secondary. They've got so many returners on that side of the ball that was already pretty good. So, And they're coming off a nine-win season with a lot of returners. I mean, you know as well as anyone, that's, you know, that's the recipe for success in this league. You know, it's funny, we're in Nashville this week and all these coaches come up and Kirby Smart was here today, Nick Saban will be here tomorrow, Lane Kiffin Thursday, Brian Kelly, I mean, so many big-name coaches. And then there's Zach Garnett. I don't think really anybody knows what to expect. No one really knows anything about him. No one's really dealt with him that much. I mean, I know he was highly thought of at Mississippi State. They were working to keep him behind the scenes before um, Mike Leach's situation. They were always kind of viewing him as, hey, maybe a, the future, the, the 
successor to Leach, that kind of thing. You met him a few times. What's he like? He is an intense guy. He's run some incredibly intense practices in the spring. He's no nonsense on the sideline. I mean, he it's somewhat of a militant feel, to be completely honest with you. And, and look, I mean, the circumstances for him getting this job, I mean, obviously it's completely unforeseen and kind of thrown into the fire. Because think about it, if you remember, when Leach passed away, they had no AD. And signing day was, what, a few days away? I mean, so you, you got to make sure to keep these recruits on. So, you know, they kept him on. This is how he's getting his shot. And, and you know, the circumstances, whatever they are, I mean, it is what it is. And, and look, this is a guy that, that's run a very tight ship. The defensive players love him. And there were reports out there that LSU – uh, after the 2020 season, was heavily interested in him being becoming their defensive coordinator. I believe that was shortly after Aranda left, could be mistaken, to go to Baylor. But, I mean, this is a guy that's got a lot of respect from coaches around the league. But, I mean, the question marks, too, that they come with it as well. I mean, they don't know how tight-knit these practices are, how good the defense has been, who he learned under at San Diego State coming up. You know, he was going to go to Syracuse before coming here. So there's a lot of wild-card elements to it. But in terms of the program itself, I mean, everyone is so bought into this guy in there and uh, they think that the success that they've had defensively will definitely translate. I mean how many first round picks have they had on the D-line on the defensive side of the football you know that that's kind of the identity and having a guy in here who's had so much success schematically with also the resources that he has and these good players and the experience I mean it's you know it's a recipe for success. We're driven by the search for better but when it comes to hiring the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Sure. So why are people sleeping on them as much as they are? I mean, they're widely picked sixth in the SEC West. I mean, you know, you've got Alabama and LSU and Texas A&M. Most people have Ole Miss and even Arkansas ahead of them in, in their on their ballots and that kind of thing. Why do you think that is? I was actually just uh, speaking to a couple people on a podcast about this before. So the SEC West, it's so good. Like, you look through it, there's like almost no bad teams. So someone has to finish in last. I mean, how many times can you go through a team besides, like, obviously the top-tier powerhouse and go, all right, I, I could see him winning seven games. You can't say that for everyone. So someone's got to be down there. So while they have that experience, I mean, look, you, you look at a, a team like Arkansas, K.J. Jefferson coming back. Raheem Sanders was a monster last year. Like, that's, 
that's a big piece. I mean, Auburn, you can never fully count them out. I mean, A&M coming off a hellish season, but all that, you know, talent that they've recruited in there too. I mean, someone's got to be last. Someone has to have a four-win season, five-win season, you know? So I think that's like the main part of it. People look at it, it's almost like process of elimination. Like, all right, well, I guess someone's got to be down there. So this is kind of why. That's what I think, because I don't think anyone's doing too deep of a dive. I don't want to call it a laziness thing, but they're like, all right, they got all these guys coming back, but and the schedule is not too easy, so they'll be the team that's down there. Touch about Will Rogers. He was incredibly effective in Leach's offense. This is a new offense. We'll see how he adjusts. What about the personnel around him? What, what, what weapons does he have? How good are they up front? What do you sort of expect from them from an identity standpoint? Yeah, I mean, they got some returners on that offensive line, that's for sure, that should protect him. Uh, they're going to run the football more. You know, Woody Marks is a good running back for them. Even after losing Dylan Johnson, that's a guy with experience. He's put on close to 10 pounds of muscle, so he's he's a great athlete to have back there a resource. They'll utilize the tight end position more. Uh, Jaden Wally, you know, good, good receiver coming back for them. Uh, they brought in this kid, uh, Freddie Roberson, from, I believe, Washington State. I mean, they got some pieces from the portal. But that, that's the main question mark to me, this offense. What's it going to look like? I mean, Barbe had a good year at Appalachian State, sure. But, I mean, the SEC, it's a whole different ballgame. So how's that going to look? How's that play calling going to look? How's Zach Arnett going to be when they're down 17-7 to at Auburn in the third quarter and he needs to get his voice in there and make it heard, you know, and, and on, on those adjustments? That's the thing I'm mainly kind of looking to see. So the offense definitely has some more wild cards on there, but when you have experience under center, a guy that's played in so many games at quarterback for them already, I mean, it, it's certainly going to be helpful, no doubt. Let me give you thoughts on Ole Miss going into this season. Um, Lane Kiffin's fourth, finished, you know, at – Came off that Sugar Bowl season, start seven and zero, eight and one against Alabama, and then fell apart from there. Finished one and five in the season. Kind of what? Which Ole Miss do you expect to see this season? The one that dominated for a year and a half, or the one that that finished so so uh, disappointingly last year? Well, I'll say this, and I, I don't know if you agree. I bet you will, but uh, certain off-the-field circumstances weren't around the program. I, I think they finished last year with nine wins, probably. Do you agree with that? I think another win, maybe? You're referring to the, 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 the Kiffin stuff? and all that. Maybe they win at, at Arkansas? Yeah, I don't know. I, so I think a couple of things happened. I, I, think, I think the Auburn stuff that was out there for a month, People love to talk about that last week right. and your story and yep. stuff like that. I'm like, man, it was circulating for a month. Yep. Yep. And you know, ever and since ever since they fired Harson, it was out there. Ever since Harson was fired, it was out there. Yeah, literally, I remember Harson got fired on a Monday, yep. and Lane came in, and I think I asked him, and I asked him in a very general sort of way. I said, "Hey, Brian Harson got fired at Auburn." You know, and I asked him something about. How do coaches handle their their names being out there? It was my very subtle way of going, hey, look, no one's put your name out there yet, but it's coming. How do you plan to handle it? And he gave a, a good answer, a generic answer kind of thing. But then it kept percolating. And I don't know how much of a distraction it was, John. You know, it's funny. I did an interview with Jared Ivey, the Ole Miss defensive end. Sure. And he said I didn't think he didn't think it was that big of a deal. He kind of pointed back at chemistry. Okay. And he said, you know, as soon as they lost to LSU, the way that they lost, he goes, he just was kind of weren't the same team again. Yet they played really well for three quarters against Alabama. And then I don't know what was the, you know, you and I talked about this before we started. I go back to that night in Fayetteville and something was off. 
And, and look, Arkansas played well, and KJ and Sanders and all of that. They were terrific. But something was off on the Ole Miss end. And after the game, in that press conference, I would have bet you any amount of money in the world Lane Kiffin was leaving. So there was something there. Yeah. But I don't know how much of that was was anything. But something changed. They weren't the same team in, in November that they looked to be in September, but maybe some of that was schedule-oriented. I just don't know. Yeah, no, I, I don't either. And, look, maybe we're not talking about a too insane difference, maybe a game or so, but um, I, I'm expecting that he's – I think what Lane does really well, I think he relates to these kids very well. I think he knows how to do that. I think he's an unreal play caller. I think he sets up a great game plan. And also, I mean, how many times were we expected to talk about a QB battle between him and Spencer Sanders? I mean, basically everything from what you see or hear, I mean, Dart's gotten so much better and he's ready to take that next step. And I think the kid's got a great mentality as a no excuses mentality. And, and you know, he'll get better at improvising and doing a lot of stuff. And, and combine that with another year, Win Sean, and, and I don't care. Ole Miss has an offense where I don't care who's on that offense. They're they're going to move the football with their speed and you know just all, all the the guys that they always have on there with the scheme and, and all that. I mean they're they're gonna they're gonna score points. And while the schedule is tough, I mean even if they still win seven or eight games, I mean that's that's pretty good and that's something I expect like they they could be able to do. The only thing that sinks for them is you're basically replacing Vanderbilt with Georgia in your schedule. I mean and that's that's brutal. But, I mean, I, I could see seven or eight wins this year if they get a little help and sometimes the ball bounces their way a little more than it did a season ago. Yeah, my question with Ole Miss is on the defensive side of the ball. It's, and it's not it's not just Pete Golding because Pete Golding's a terrific defensive coordinator. It's so many new faces yep. and a new scheme and the fact that you play LSU and, and Alabama in the first five weeks of the season. It's, it's can you get – can you get acclimated fast enough to survive that little stretch where... And what does surviving even look like? Like, what does surviving look like in that? Maybe splitting that? Maybe beating LSU? Maybe stealing a win at home against them? Oh, I think if you could win one of the two games between LSU and Alabama. Yeah, because presumably you then turn around and beat Arkansas at home. You're 5-1 and one at the turn. You get a break, and then you go into the second half and see what happens. The interesting thing is, you know, can, can a team, as much as Lane talked about culture and chemistry last year I suspect he's going to talk about it again Thursday if you start the season with two or three losses right in the first half of the season what is your culture what is your chemistry like when you had so many new faces who came into the portal do they just kind of do they do they circle the wagons or do they all kind of start looking for their own best self-interest and I don't know the answer to that and frankly he probably doesn't either I don't think anybody does to be honest with you I mean that's it's such a world that even everyone's still trying to navigate through. But I mean, you're right. Like those first couple of games, if you, you can somehow manage, you're looking good. But that's that's a brutal stretch to start out. I mean, this conference, it's it's insane. But the defensive side of the ball, I think it's completely fair to have those questions because Golding, it's still so new with that, and you know the new face. I mean, Cedric being back is big. I mean, you know, Prince and and some of those guys back there, but. But, yeah, I mean, with, with all of that, I mean, are they going to be able to get stops in key times against these coaches that are that are made for the in-game moments to take advantage of your weaknesses like Brian Kelly and Nick Saban? John, I really appreciate the time. Thanks for spending some time with us. Dude, anytime. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger 
for the ones who get it done.